Hello, I'm uh, Dan Berth with Transport Topics, and I'm here with uh, Dr. Philip Evers. He's uh, Associate Professor of Supply Chain Management at the Robert H. Smith School of Business at the University of Maryland. And uh, Dr. Evers, thank you very much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me, Dan. Yeah. Um, we'd like to pick your brain a little about uh, the phenomena of the online commerce, uh, especially the online retail business. Uh, how would you say it is affecting uh, the transportation uh, marketplace in terms of goods di uh, distribution? Well, I think one of the, the main ways it's affected uh, transportation and transportation industry is the focus on smaller packages and the movement of smaller items to, to multiple or to, to, to far more locations than uh, previous. Uh, if you looked at transportation in the past, it was primarily business to business and in larger quantities, so case loads or pallet loads or, or vehicle loads. And, uh, and of course, all that still, still remains. But now on top of all that, you have a lot of business to, to uh, customer or business to consumer uh, shipping in very small quantities, small you know, individual items. And... Uh, locations throughout the, well, not only throughout the country, but throughout the continent and throughout the world. So just the patterns of, of shipping have, have dramatically changed, or not even changed, but increased, because mm -hmm. you still have the business-to-business -business aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, my feeling is that uh, this new demand for um, uh, local delivery is something that we're not quite capable of, of uh, providing, that, because it seems like... Uh, in, in the world of online commerce, uh, customers expect uh, fast uh, service and cheap <laughs> service. Mm -hmm. uh, we have many companies providing or offering free delivery and so forth, which just encourages more people to, to do things that way. So um, w what's your feeling about the, the capabilities that exist today and what may be uh, needed in the future to accommodate this business? Well, it's funny. I come on a couple of things. First, you said it was, it was free transfer. Uh, free delivery, mm. and, and while it might be free to the the customer, yeah. some someone's paying for it. Yeah. So I mean, so someone is paying for this, and and I think we'll probably get to that in the future. Yeah. Uh, but um, um, it's interesting because we've actually had an organization in this country that that has uh, serviced every household for the past two hundred years, and that's the U.S. Postal Service, mm -hmm. and they've been handling you know mail. For you know, mm -hmm. first-class mail like that for 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 you know, since the beginning of, of this country, but now what we're doing is adding on this whole, you know, freight piece, which is I, I think really uh, taxed our infrastructure, and has really put a focus on the last-mile delivery. And I know every firm, including uh, uh, you know, truckload freight companies, deal with the last mile delivery issue and it's just exacerbated that problem dramatically. Yeah, that's a, let's talk about Amazon specifically. Now this is uh, the, the, the largest internet retailer by far and um, we've seen it make some moves uh, to control more of the freight or more of the package delivery uh, that they do. Um, um, do you think that the Amazon represents a competitive threat to um, the industry? Um, that's a that's a that's a tough question. I, 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 as an outsider looking at Amazon, it's hard to say where this will end, mm. what, what the what the end will be. Uh, in one sense, 
this may work out very well for Amazon, in which case they could be a real problem for, uh, especially for our uh, UPS and for FedEx and even for the U.S. Postal Service, uh, some, of their, uh, some of their primary carriers. Uh, on the other hand, who knows? Maybe, maybe this is something that they try and, and, and it doesn't work. And in the end, they, they bail out of it and basically no, no harm, no foul. Though I suspect UPS and FedEx will remember that. But I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I suspect, you know, it's just hard to tell at this point. Uh, but they're certainly, they're, they're certainly um, making a run at it, and I wouldn't be surprised if this grows a lot more in the future. Mm-hmm. You've written something recently about uh, 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 the fact that Amazon may face some unionization issues going forward. Uh, uh, much like uh, uh, the parcel carriers do now uh, that are uh, use union labor and so forth. But could you explain what, what issues you see developing there for Amazon, perhaps? Well, Amazon has been facing, you know, some organization issues within their distribution centers. And, and you know, there's been uh, a push to, to representation uh, within their facilities. Uh, it strikes me that as they move more into transportation, and especially certain tri- types of tra- transportation, so air transportation, for example, uh, that industry tends to have most of their people, especially at the pilot level and at, at the technical level, tend to be unionized. So, you know, it, it seems to me that there there could be a, certainly a possibility that they would face more tra- uh, more unionization issues going forward. But would that make a difference, do you think, in terms of the company's uh, business strategy? I don't know in terms of their strategy so much as just now they have another player to, to, to face and, and, and to, to address. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon's been pretty good about dictating a lot of their terms, and, and you know, as, as, as it should. Uh, but it, it's harder to do that when you've got others, you know, organized on the other side. So, um, I, I think it's a real question for the future. Mm. You mentioned to me earlier that uh, Amazon is a very entrepreneurial company. Um, So might this be uh, something that would make it uh, more difficult for them to innovate? Uh, uh, The fact that they may may have to deal with unions or third parties? Either, either, I'm not sure even if it would make it more difficult to innovate, but it certainly would, would put more pressure on them to use the assets that they have uh, more fully. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, with these new airplanes that are coming on board, uh, if you've got, first, airplanes are expensive, and secondly, now if you have a, a, a workforce that also is, is very expensive to, or, or can become expensive to, to pay over time, you want to keep those planes moving all the time, full and, and, and going. And so it would just force uh, Amazon to really think about what they're doing try to keep those planes going. Yeah, okay. One more quick question about uh, Amazon's um, um, uh, inventory management, if you will. You've, you've been inside some of Amazon's distribution centers, and I understand some of your students are working there as well. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's different about the way that Amazon is approaching uh, their warehouse and distribution uh, compared to what we might expect if from traditional carriers. Sure. So I was uh, toured one of their facilities in Delaware, in a, in a very large uh, distribution center, uh, and as you might expect, has a wide range of items, 
uh, carries everything from consumables to durables and everything in between. Yeah. And um, what, what I found particularly interesting, and, and of course, you know, highly automated, but but you know that uh, one can find quite a few uh, examples of, of automated facilities. But what I found really interesting was that they're shelving in a particular slot for a particular slot on the shelf. They had multiple different SKUs in the same slot. Most facilities I've ever, I, I can't recall another facility that I've ever been to that has a slot that had more than one item in it, one SKU in it. Uh, this, for example, these uh, shelves for one slot, they might have a chessboard right next to um, a, you know, a can of soup, right next to, um, you know, a piece of apparel, all on the exact same uh, uh, slot. And I thought that was really interesting. That really shows you the importance of their information technology and, and their systems to make sure that when you go to that shelf as a picker that you pull the can of soup and not the chessboard. Mm -hmm. It was very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we all have to remember Amazon is a, a tech-driven company, mm -hmm. tech-heavy, if you will, mm -hmm. right? So they're applying what they know about um, software and, and distribution, and, and you're right. It could, who knows where it will lead, yeah. but it could yeah. be quite interesting. One final question for you about the possibilities that you see for the use of drones or other automated vehicles. This is another area where Amazon is experimenting, but mm -hmm. also we're seeing Google and other companies um, try things in this area too. What do you think? Realistic uh, um, or pie in the sky? Well, a uh, couple, couple answers to that. First, mm -hmm. as it relates to drones in particular. Um, I, the big issue I see now with drones is that the federal government's now getting involved in terms of regulating and, and monitoring airspace and things like that. And I, I can appreciate the, uh, the issues involved. I, I, I think that it's going to be harder to implement than it might first seem. I mean, it seems like, you know, drones would be a fantastic way of delivering in, in busy downtown areas such as, as Manhattan or Washington, D.C. Uh, but on the other hand, those busy downtown areas are also, unfortunately, you know, big security risk. And so it, I just see issues with that. Um, again, I don't know how that will play out, but I could see uh, just unintended, unintended um, issues arising from that. Sure. Also, there's all sorts of just uh, other issues with drones that, again, would have to be worked out. The fact that you could see a drone going down the, uh, flying down the street, mm -hmm. and someone who's up to no good might follow the drone until it delivers its package, and you know we know what could happen there. Or, mm -hmm. uh, you know. You could have kids or somebody throw a rock at the drone or something. You know, there are all sorts of things that could make drone usage uh, you know, just difficult to, to, to use to any great extent. But what I, I view drones from a different perspective, really, though. I, I think from Amazon's perspective, I view Amazon as an entrepreneur, as still in a very entrepreneurial organization. And they, they might try 10 different ideas. In the, just within the supply chain logistics space. Yeah. And if just one or two of them work out, that might cover the other you know, six or eight, kind of a, an investment approach or a portfolio approach. So I could see that, that even if they don't necessarily work out, 
they're testing, testing, testing to see which one will work out. Yeah. And as you get to more corporate, corporately organized uh, uh, companies where, where it's really you know, kind of a, more of a bureaucracy, you don't see firms doing that kind of, of, of you know, tr taking risks and trial and error. So, you know, I, I think a lot of this is just let, let's throw it on the wall and see what sticks. And, and that's something you don't see in a lot of a lot of big organizations. Certainly, over time, once they get established, and, and Amazon's still doing it. That's, that's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. All right. So stay tuned. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for well, thank you. Uh, taking the time. Thank you.